Today, we're going to talk about depression. And to be honest, this is one of the biggest reasons I actually decided to start this podcast because I saw so many people posting on social media about their depression, many crying out for help, not knowing how to find their way out of it. And my heart was just breaking for them because I've been there and I just wish so much that I could take the time to help every person that I see that's making a post like this. So by doing this podcast, at least I felt like I had a way to share some helpful content that I hope will connect in some form and be able to give people the ability to help themselves. Welcome to the Rewire for Success podcast. I'm your host, Katie Johnson. Today, we're going to talk about depression. I myself have had some very extreme seasons of depression in my life and still sometimes find myself in a state of mind like this. To some degree, this is just the world of human existence. It's a natural ebb and flow that happens. But when you can understand why it happens and what you can do to change your state of mind, then you can be more in charge of how long it lasts. While some have said that it's chemical imbalances in the brain that can be a cause of depression, it's actually no longer generally acknowledged as the root cause. And we now understand that this is actually an oversimplification of many mental health issues and that there's many underlying factors that come into play with that. So while causes of depression may not be fully understood from a medical standpoint, from a mindset standpoint, I think there are some pretty clear things that we know can create depression. Now, please know that as we dive into this, that I am sharing these things based on my own personal development journey and what I've done in my life to acquire knowledge and then apply that knowledge to my own life. This is in no way meant to substitute help from a therapist or a doctor or treat or diagnose any condition. I do hope by sharing my own understanding of my experiences that some of this will be helpful and applicable to you too, though. So here we go. Here are some things that I have observed can create depression, and therefore it can also help us figure out the solutions to get out of it. The first cause can be when you're going through a life-altering circumstance. This can be one of the most challenging causes of depression because it can feel like you did nothing to cause it, and therefore there's nothing you can do to change it. But instead of settling there, which doesn't serve you in any way, this is the time when it's most important to take 100% radical responsibility for your life and realize the power that you do have. In some situations, even if they're not immediately evident, there are things that you can do to change the circumstances or at least begin to transition out of them, even if the change isn't immediate. And in other cases, while it may be true that you cannot do anything to change your situation, there are still things you can do to change your state of mind surrounding the situation. In the book Man's Search for Meaning by Viktor Frankl, he writes about his experiences being a prisoner in Nazi concentration camps during World War II. And as a psychologist, he was able to observe extreme and unimaginable human suffering and loss. From his observations, he was able to learn that the most fundamental human drive is the search for meaning, and that man can find meaning in even the most difficult of circumstances. Here's a quote directly from the book. It says, between stimulus and response, there is a space. In that space lies our freedom and our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our happiness. Now, there are 
thousands upon thousands of conditions and events that can cause a life-altering circumstance. And it's easy to get caught up in thoughts like, well, people just don't understand because they're not going through this. And then what happens is we isolate ourselves, causing even deeper suffering and depression. So instead of believing thoughts that can cause further isolation, we can acknowledge that even though someone else may not be going through our exact situation, there are many humans who have gone through difficult circumstances like ours, which have produced the same exact emotions. We are not alone in our life experiences, and there are others out there that can relate to us. So then it's up to us to seek out the wisdom and shared experiences so that we can be supported and helped by those who have gone before us down this path. A second thing that can cause depression is being in a toxic environment. Have you ever heard the saying, show me your friends and I'll show you your future? Or you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with? Both of those quotes, they're spot on. Why? Because we as humans are greatly influenced by what we see as normal and what other people's beliefs and opinions and values are. When we spend a lot of time in a toxic environment, our minds are negatively impacted and programmed by those messages and experiences, whether we want it to be or not. Now, a toxic environment could look like having family members who are all negative and critical or unsupportive. It could also be a narcissistic spouse or a parent that conditions you to serve them even at the detriment and sacrifice of your own needs. It could be a workplace where fear and intimidation is the primary tool to produce results. It could be domestic violence or an overtly abusive partner. Regardless of the type of toxicity, Social isolation is a common result of toxic environments. So when people are cut off from their support systems, they struggle with ways to cope with their negative emotions and thoughts, which can then lead to drug or alcohol abuse and depression. And chronic stress can also be a major contributing factor to depression in toxic environments. Because when individuals are exposed to high levels of stress over prolonged periods of time, that leads to hormonal imbalances and problems with neurotransmitter production, and all of this can also contribute to depression. And even when toxicity is unintentional, it can still be super harmful to your psyche. For example, being around a group of friends who are all overweight or don't prioritize their health, or maybe they don't value healthier conversation or relationships, and instead they like to gossip and thrive off of drama. Regardless, these toxic environments are all influencing the way that your brain works. So it's very important to be aware of this and to know that it's your job to set boundaries and decide which influences you're going to allow into your life and which ones you are not. This can be a very difficult step to take, and it often requires a level of courage to make changes when you recognize where a person or a group aren't people who you would like to become more and more like. And equally important, you'll want to find new influences that you want for your brain to be shaped by. What normal would you like to create so that you rise up to the level of your influences. A third cause for depression can be when we are continually focusing on the things that we don't want. So if you're actually somebody who is lucky enough to not be going through a currently life-altering circumstance, you can actually cause yourself depression by focusing on anxiety and fear about going through one. But statistics show that 85% of the things that we worry about never even happen. And of the things that do, only about 3% of them happen the way that we think they will. And what we focus on 
expands. So whether that's good or bad, the same truth still applies. So instead of focusing on the things that you don't want to have happen and creating more fear and more anxiety and potentially even manifesting the very thing that you don't want, instead, I challenge you to focus on one thing that can't be taken away from you. That is your mindset. As long as you're alive, no one can take that away from you. Instead of trying to avoid ever going through a difficult circumstance, create a strong mindset that builds your self-confidence so that you know you're going to be able to handle anything life throws at you. That is where real peace and security comes from. Another cause for depression can be that somewhere along the line, we just stop taking good care of ourselves. This can be a self-perpetuating cycle. A self-perpetuating cycle is a chain of events that repeats itself and it is very, very difficult to stop it because it has the power to continue the cycle built into the cycle itself. So for example, when you're not taking good care of yourself, your body feels like shit. <laughs> your mind feels like shit and then you don't feel like doing the things that it takes to take good care of yourself. So this is one of the toughest cycles to get out of. And that's why I think it's really important that we kind of just park here for a minute and we begin to talk about some practical steps that you can take if you find yourself in this cycle. So obviously, we all know that if we're eating healthy foods, we're drinking enough water, getting enough sleep, being social, getting exercise in, showering regularly, then we're going to feel pretty damn good and at least a lot better than we would if we're not doing those things. But what happens when we're depressed as we find ourselves struggling to do even those basic self-care needs. So we need to find a way to start and break that self-perpetuating cycle. The answer is to just do one thing. It really doesn't matter what that thing is because action breeds more action. The same way that inaction breeds more inaction, taking action will help create momentum and it will help you to take more action. Now this is true for any area of your life and you can apply it anywhere. A lot of people just wait to feel something before they take action, but it's actually the other way around where action is going to be what helps you feel what you want to feel so you can take more action. So if you're stuck in depression, I want you to find one thing that you can start with that moves you forward towards better self-care. Sometimes that first one thing is just getting out of bed. And then once you're there, try making your bed. Psychologists say that making your bed each morning can have a positive impact on your mindset because it's a small act of self-care and achievement. It's setting your mind up with a small win first thing in your day. Then think of the next small thing that you can do to create a win. Maybe it's drinking 12 ounces of water to hydrate your body and your mind. Then maybe it's going for a walk outside. Then taking a shower and changing your clothes. The point is, is to focus on that next small win or accomplishment. Now, this isn't likely to just change your entire mood around or completely break your depression, but it's at least going to get you started in a positive direction. What matters most is your trajectory. So make as many choices as possible that keep you on the trajectory towards the destination that you want to go. Sometimes it can feel like we're just too far from the person that we want to be to feel like we can ever get back there. And it's important to recognize that this is just a feeling I have been there, trust me, <laughs> but there's nothing tangible about that feeling that makes that thought a reality. All journeys have to begin with a single step. So just focus on your next step and then your next 
And pretty soon you're going to realize that you can do anything you set your mind to. I personally struggled with obesity for about 20 years of my life. At 5'5", I yo-yo dieted my way all the way to 100 pounds overweight. And I finally lost that weight in 2016. And then prior to expanding to do one-on-one coaching and podcasting, I spent seven years helping women have the tools and support to lose the weight and keep it off for good. So if you're looking for the best way to do that, I want you to reach out and we can jump on a quick call to see what would work best for you and your goals. Which brings me to the fifth reason that people can be experiencing depression, which is that they're not feeling like they're making progress in their life. If you've ever heard Tony Robbins speak, you know that he is an amazing person to follow to learn about your mindset and how to think in a way that creates a successful life. According to Tony, progress equals happiness. When we are making progress towards something that we want, we create a reason to feel good. Instead of waiting for something outside of us, we're creating the feeling within us. And the best part is, We can all do this for ourselves for the rest of our lives. Progress means growth. And if something is alive and it's not growing, then it's dying. So it really makes sense that if we're not making progress in our lives, then we won't feel happy because we are wilting. We're headed in the opposite direction and on the opposite trajectory of truly living. According to Tony, there are three pillars to progress. The first is to become laser focused on what it is that you want. It's really difficult to get passionate about an ambiguous goal, isn't it? So get super, super clear on what it is that you want for your life. So right now, I want you to pause this podcast and I want you to get out your journal or your phone, a piece of paper, whatever it is, and I want you to write down the answer to this question. I don't want you to just listen to me and pretend you did it or say you're going to do it later. No, I want you to pause right now. And I'll be waiting right here. All right. Do you have your pencil and paper or your phone or whatever you're going to write in? Okay. I trust that you do. Now, here's your question. I want you to write the answer to what is the one thing that I desperately want for my life? What is the one thing I desperately want for my life right now? Go ahead and pause and write down the answer to that question. Now, I'm sure that for most of you, the answer was more about a feeling than something tangible like a car. (laughs) It was likely a one-word answer like peace or freedom or joy or happiness. So next, what we need to do is we need to make that broad goal something more narrow and specific. So I want you to answer this question. What is the one thing that such by accomplishing it, I would feel and have more and then put in the word that you put there before. More joy, more freedom, more confidence. Now you may need to continue to ask more clarifying questions in order to continue to drill down and find your answer, but the answer eventually should become something that you have the power to go after, something that you have control over to create in your life. Journaling is such a powerful way to really dig deep and understand yourself. I did a training the other day on mindset breakthrough journaling. And if you want to check that out, it's totally free. And you can go to www.mindsetbreakthroughjournaling.com. 
and that's where you can download that free training. I highly encourage you to do that. Ultimately, if you don't have a goal for the next year of your life, then that's the sign that you finally are that goal. It's time to put all else aside and focus on you. Now, the next pillar of progress, according to Tony, is to find the best tools and strategies to use to go after this goal. Your level of success will directly correlate with the level of information and help you receive to learn how to accomplish your goal. So don't settle for guessing. Find those who have already accomplished what you want to do in your life and be a sponge. Surround yourself with people like them as much as possible. Tony recommends to actually invest yourself and hire a coach. I highly recommend the same thing. Expect that anything that you find that's good is going to create okay results for you. Anything that you find that's great is going to create pretty good results for you. But anything that you find that's outstanding is going to create great or outstanding results for you. So make sure that you put your time and your money where it's really going to count. The last pillar that Tony recommends is to take massive action. Not just a little action, massive action. I love a quote that I heard once and it said, if you kind of sort of try, you'll kind of sort of get results. So in everything that I do, I try to do it with passion and with drive because I don't want to just kind of sort of get results. I want results. So I want, I want to recommend to you, give everything your best effort. Do everything in your power to achieve your goal. And if it doesn't work, try another thing. If that doesn't work, try another thing and another. And don't stop until you find your way to the goal. Everything we go through on this path to success is data for our success. There is no such thing as failure. The fastest way to succeed is to fail faster. And remember to not divide your attention and go for three or four or five other goals at the same time. As I recently talked about in a previous episode, if you're trying to chase two rabbits or three or four or five, you won't catch any of them. Another cause for depression can come from not feeling like your life matters. Remember when I mentioned earlier about Viktor Frankl and how he wrote that he believed the most fundamental human drive is the search for meaning? I completely agree. When we don't believe that our life has meaning or purpose, that can very understandably lead us down dark paths of self-destruction. We end up chasing highs or ways to relieve stress all the time, thinking that those are the things that are going to make us happy. When in reality, they're just distracting us at best, or at worst, they're creating a greater chasm between us and what could actually bring us real happiness. So instead of chasing happiness, chase purpose and fulfillment. Chase meaning. Inevitably, when we feel like our life matters, that will bring us happiness. What's important to realize is that we are each born with the inalienable right and gift of giving our own life its meaning and purpose. There is no one else that gets to decide this for us or any grand overarching meaning to life that we all need to abide by. Everything in life, it just is. It's very factual. In fact, without the mysterious and beautiful reality of human existence, our emotions, our depth, our ability to override primal instincts and instead choose what we care about and value, life would be extremely boring and meaningless. The only meaning that exists in anything is the meaning that we give it. 
But too often what happens is we wait for someone else or something else to give us meaning or value or purpose or validation or fulfillment or happiness. And we expect someone else or something else to do that work for us and tell us who we're supposed to be. Or we give our life and our power away by sacrificing ourselves and our own dreams or needs for somebody else's. So it's only when we are willing to take 100% full responsibility for our life that we can awaken to the meaning and purpose that we can give it. If we're too busy blaming or sulking or obsessing or ruminating or isolating or coping, then we create this invisible glass ceiling. And tragically, many will live their entire life this way unnecessarily. Even if we never awaken to this, we are still responsible for it by default because nobody can do it for us. No one is coming to save us. We are the only one who can create the meaning that we're looking for and live a life that matters to us. The last cause of depression can be not living in alignment with your true self. This one can go hand in hand with the previous one, because when we are living our life based on what other people have told us that we should do or how we should think or what our purpose should be, then we're not living true to ourselves. There's a book by Bronnie Ware called The Top Five Regrets of the Dying. She actually interviewed the dying about their biggest regrets and what they would do differently if they could go back and live life again. And so she had thousands of answers. And all of, of all the answers, the one that stood out the most was the common regret of, I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not the life that others expected of me. Whew, that's, a, that's a heavy one, isn't it? That's what it means to be living out of alignment with ourselves. And when we do that, we waste this incredible lottery ticket of life. We were so impossibly lucky to even win it to begin with. And when I say impossible, that's an understatement. Check this out, you guys. The probability that you are here today listening to me right now is about one in 10 to the 2,685,000th power, or 10 followed by 2,685,000 zeros. For comparison, the universe only has 10 to the 80th power of atoms, the entire universe. So in other words, the probability of you existing as you, is pretty much zero. One of life's most incredible aha moments, I like to call them, are when you realize that your job on this earth is not to make everybody like you. Your job is to figure out exactly who you are so that you can be the truest, freest, most authentic version of you possible and attract those who truly love you, support you, and need you to be your most authentic, purpose-filled self. But we can't do that when we're spending all of our time and energy trying to fit in or be sure everybody approves of us. When we do this, we don't even give ourselves the permission to figure out what truly makes us who we are. And then because we go out into the world with this fake version of us, ironically, when we never even truly feel accepted for who we are. And this ends up lowering our self-confidence and creates division inside of ourselves and depression. So when we put such a high value on being accepted, it is even a steeper price tag than what we expected to pay. What we're really doing is fearing rejection. I don't know about you, but for me, instead of rejection, I want my bigger fear 
to be getting to the end of my life being one of those statistics and having that quote be true for me because I lived my life inauthentically for the wrong people and I wish that I could have lived it differently. So how do we begin to change that? Well, every day, make it your goal to be a little bit more in alignment with yourself than the day before. It can be uncomfortable and a scary process, but just keep working at it. You'll get there. You're, you're going to notice that it's going to be so extremely freeing and a massive shift in your ability for self-love and self-acceptance, which can affect the heaviest of depressions. All right, you guys, that's what I have for you today. I am so happy that you chose to use this time today to invest into yourself. As I said before, if this is speaking to you, please hit the subscribe button so you're never going to miss another episode and please share it with somebody who you think could benefit from it also. I'm going to leave you today the way I leave every episode. Please remember today that you are worthy. You matter. You are allowed to take up space in this world and you are destined to become no one except who you decide to be. So be your programmer. Have a wonderful rest of your day.